Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. Hi, my name is Bo Crable. I am an Amazon seller investor, and I've been lucky enough to be mentored by several millionaire business icons at a very young age, and I took action on their advice. This podcast is all about providing you with the right knowledge to succeed in the online retail business and grow your personal wealth to your maximized potential. Let's get right into it. How selling on Amazon has changed. What a lot of people don't understand is that selling on Amazon today is exactly, exactly what Jeff Bezos envisioned it to be. In the book, The Everything Store, it's practically a book about Jeff Bezos and how him and how Amazon got started and how Amazon is today. And he literally wrote out his vision of Amazon before it got started, and it was to be The Everything Store, where they were not just selling kayaks they're selling kayak accessories, subscriptions to kayak trips, services to kayaks, and anything related to kayaks. So it was selling everything. And they realized they wanted to sell everything. And the reason why they actually got started with the books is because Jeff Bezos, they, he started to think, okay, we can't just jump into selling everything. Because if we try to be a jack of all trades and start selling furniture and electronics and video games and tablets, and or obviously tablets weren't even a thing back there, uh, chairs and everything, they wouldn't be the best at it all. And they'd be mediocre. And if the customer got a mediocre experience, they're not going to want to shop there again. So he started with books because he realized right now that everyone wants books and people are buying books online right now when it got started. And the, the book online retailers were not really the best. So what he did is they doubled down and got really, really good at selling books. And then when they got really good at selling books, then they got into toys and electronics and started growing and growing and growing from there. And they got to the point where they realize they still want to be the everything store because that's their complete vision. However, they needed other people to fulfill. They needed partners. They needed third-party sellers. And they first tried to get third-party sellers and they tried to do what eBay was doing and it was really, really hard for them to really figure it out. So they actually started to partner with brick-and-mortar stores. A lot of people hear like rumors now that Amazon's trying to get into brick-and-mortar, but they've actually been trying to do that since day one. Actually, Jeff Bezos met with Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, and they wanted to partner with Starbucks, put their products into Starbucks, their books at the start. And Howard Schultz was like, okay, we'll do it, but for 10% of your company. And Jeff Bezos was like, no, we're not doing that, um, which Jeff Bezos was probably smart <laughs> to not do it at the start because it would be very interesting if uh, Howard Schultz owned 10% of Amazon today. That would be interesting to see how that happened. But they uh, then tried to partner with Target, and they actually made a partnership with Toys R Us where Toys R Us would help them fulfill products and get inventory. So they knew at the beginning that they couldn't just do everything by themselves. And then they finally, years, years later, cracked the code of third-party sellers and got third-party sellers on the map and start selling. And when they did crack the code, it was the wild, wild west. I first started selling on Amazon, and when I first started selling on Amazon, um, I got to the point where they were refining it, and, but there were still a lot of things you could break and mess with and like, take advantage of where people would do things that obviously would not be allowed today, but they'd get away with it because Amazon just wanted the third-party sellers to have success. So they just did whatever for them. And when I first got started on Amazon, um, I started to do very well and I actually took my products from eBay that I was selling on eBay and just put them on Amazon. I did that for a couple months and I actually got suspended. I was doing extremely well, doing tens of thousands of dollars every two weeks because Amazon would pay every two weeks and I'd get a check of over 10 grand. And I was doing drop shipping and arbitrage and everything to think about there that I really preach about not to do today. And my main 
where I made the most amount of money on Amazon and when I first got started was literally going to the Nike outlet, like a physical Nike store, buying socks there and then selling them on Amazon. That's where I made most of my money when I first got started on Amazon. And then I got a notification that my Amazon account, the selling privilege has been taken away. I've been suspended. I'm like, what? What for? And then I kind of had a sigh of relief because I noticed that they were actually off these Nike socks. I'm like, oh, okay, these socks are 100% authentic. They're legit. I'm good. And they said they need an invoice from my distributor. I'm like, what? So then I gave them a receipt from the Nike out. I was like, okay, this must be fine. It's a receipt. It shows it's real. It's from Nike. And they're like, we don't accept the retail receipts. And they shut down my account. I was like, oh, wow. I need to go figure out how to go do things the right way, which then I started to. So that right there is when Amazon really, really started to pivot and do things where they're better at today. And they've really doubled, doubled down on getting way of less black hat, people doing the right way. So that's the first thing on how they've changed. That's kind of just a backstory I want to tell you right now and how they really changed today in 2019. So before I get into some more things about uh, how Amazon's changed in 2019, I want to list off some very uh, basic and uh, miscellaneous things. So when Amazon first got started, they actually rewarded a lot of uh, FBM sellers. If you don't know the difference between FBM and FBA, FBA is where you allow, fulfilled by Amazon, allow Amazon to fulfill your products. Um, it helps you to scale your business. You can use their employees and their shipping rates and get to prime delivery. But you can also do a thing called FBM, which stands for Fulfillment by Merchant. And Fulfillment by Merchant, you ship out the products, you provide the customer service, you have to use yourself or your own employees, and you do it yourself. At the start, when third-party sellers got into it, Amazon cracked the code, you can make more money by doing FBM. It was made a lot more sense, way more profitability. But now, FBA actually makes more sense profit-wise. You get more sales and Amazon reward sellers with FBA. But that's not really what's new in 2019. That's just how it's kind of transitioned over the years. But now I actually noticed in 2018 and 2019 is that there's actually been a lot more growing opportunities of doing FBM. And now Amazon is getting to the point where they realize that they can't do everything themselves in their fulfillment methods, that they're running out of storage space. That's why a lot of um, things with storage fees have gone up and down and changing because Amazon can't do it themselves. And one thing that they're actually doing right now is doing this thing where they're actually allowing third-party sellers who have access to a warehouse to literally run an FBA type of warehouse out of their warehouse. Um, I'm actually in the process right now of going through that process. It's a, a beta program. It's called FBA Onsite. And the reason why they're doing this is because they realize it's actually better for them. Using the same concept as third-party sellers, they realize they can't sell everything themselves. They're like, okay, well, if we can't sell everything ourselves, we also realize we can't use our own warehouse, warehouse space for ourselves as well. Why don't we allow third-party sellers to do that? So that's one thing they're changing right now. One thing that um, Amazon's really kind of grown over the years is their private label business, uh, their own and also other sellers' private labeling. What I mean by that, because when Amazon first got started, it was just all manufacturers and Amazon buying from manufacturers and them doing themselves. And then they started to actually let Amazon sellers to make their own products, private labeling. And a lot of good happened to that. And if you first got started with private label in the beginning, if you just did it the right way and knew how to do it, you could really just monopolize the market. And what's actually gone on is people actually monopolize the market. Um, I actually have a neighbor of mine who is the biggest seller of supplements on Amazon. Um, you're not gonna be able to find his like name on Amazon. I mean, if you're smart, you might be able to, but he has like 30 different accounts. So if you actually count up all of his accounts, he's controlling it all. And if you go search like CBD supplements or like testosterone supplements and keto supplements, 
he's practically ranking for the all like first 10 pages um, with a bunch of different brands and everything. And he's been able to do that because he just really monopolized the market at the start, got all the reviews, and no one can really touch him. If they try to go launch, it's 10 times, 100 times harder for them to have success and to get to where he's at than it was when he started. And that's really been the main issue with private label. Still over 50% of sales on Am- or sellers on Amazon are private label sellers. However, only 10% of the sales on Amazon, or 10% of the sellers who do over a million dollars a year are private label. So more and more people are doing private label, but it's really making it hard. It's harder and harder and harder to start with private label. Amazon's really, really, really doubled down on getting rid of arbitrage sellers. This is actually how I started my YouTube channel. I was telling people like, hey, I see everyone talking about arbitrage right now. I'm gonna tell you right now, Amazon does not like this business. People get suspended every single day because that story that I told you about the Nike socks, that was a story of me doing arbitrage. And I've seen over the years that people getting suspended left and right, how it was not allowed. So a couple years ago, I got on YouTube and started explaining about that. And then also explained about drop shipping, how drop shipping is not allowed and how Amazon's suspending people and people need to start doing things the right way, which doing things the right way, I know, is by buying products at wholesale and selling on higher for, for more, which really makes sense if you think about it. You're buying products low at wholesale and selling them higher. Do you know what Best Buy does? They do that. They buy products from wholesalers and they're not the brand owners, so they don't private label, walk into a Best Buy. Best Buy is selling Apple, Samsung, Sony. Who's Best Buy? Best Buy's a retailer. They're not a manufacturer, they're not a wholesaler, they're buying from wholesalers. And funny thing is, they're not buying direct from Samsung. They're not buying from direct from Apple. In some cases they may be, but for most places, the products that they're selling, they're buying from wholesalers and distributors, just like I'm doing. Another thing that's changed in Amazon it's way harder to get approved to sell certain brands, which I love that because let's think about it. Amazon's making it harder and harder for people to get into the game if they're doing it the wrong way. So for me, if I'm doing things the right way, it's actually, I can still get approved. So what they're making it harder, like, because when you're selling on Amazon, there's a thing called on gating where you're not allowed to sell certain brands and categories and you have to submit certain invoices and documents to get approved. And the people who get approved from that used to be able to do some black hat stuff, which is not allowed anymore. But to get approved from it, you have to be legit. You have to be buying from wholesalers and distributors, have the invoices, running an actual business and get approved. So for me, who's been doing it, great. For everyone else who has not been doing it, it's harder for them. And I like it because there's less competition. Way less black hat stuff. Amazon's working a lot of uh, policies right now that are really, they're getting really, really better at getting rid of sellers who are selling inauthentic goods, that are selling fake products, and they're getting really good at that. Um, there used to be a lot of manipulation of reviews and products. This more relates if you're a private label seller, but now they're making it harder and harder and harder to do black hat stuff that's against the terms of service, which makes a lot of sense. And what I'm really getting at here in this episode is do the right thing. Amazon, if you do the right thing, is going to reward you. So many people try to make cut corners and do things wrong, and just try to get rich slower. Don't try to get rich quick. There's a lot of ways you can try to cut corners, but I'm gonna be honest with you, Amazon's smart, and they're getting smarter and smarter and smarter, and just do it the right way. So now I'm gonna tell you how you can start to take advantage of this. How can you take advantage of doing things the right way? How you do it is by getting off a good start. Stop, like if things, if you're making money right now on Amazon, but you know it's some of these things I just explained to you with arbitrage and drop shipping, but it's making you money right now, I'm sorry, but it would be a lot better if you just stop that all right now and stop wasting your time with it. Start to value your time more and start to do things the right way. Does it make sense?
And that's all I want to explain about in this episode. To recap it, I just went about kind of how um, things really started with Amazon, the reasons why, what their visions are, and how just if you do things the right way on Amazon, you're going to be rewarded. So you don't have to ever th- th- worry about why Amazon is changing. That's maybe why you listen to this podcast episode. You're worried, okay, what what is changing selling on Amazon right now? And you're worried about that because you're, okay, how do I adapt? If you do the right thing, you're never going to have to worry about adapting. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. The feedback has just been tremendous so far. I'm loving it. And I'd love it if you just took the next 30 seconds of your time to do me a quick favor. Please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and drop your number one takeaway from this episode inside whatever podcast platform that you're using. This is really just like a virtual pat on the back for me to continue to keep pumping out free content. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode.